tell me a story about a time in your life where you have felt super old. I've got three stories. First of all, you don't want to hear them, and I'm not telling them to you. <laughs> it was. It was. Um, I got to be the professional one here. <laughs> if no one else is. Welcome to Goodness Gracious, a podcast for the good people of Grace Bible Church. My name's Chad Poe, and I'm here with my co-host, Scott Foster. Say hello, Scott. Hey, everybody. How's it going today? Today, we have a really special interview. We are going to talk to a newer member of our church, Twain Pygett, Twain, Kim. They have two kids, Kayla and Eric, and you'll hear, hear all about them. But before we do that, we've got a couple of things coming up that I want you to know about. Uh, one of those is uh, Light the Night. On October the 31st, we do our Halloween outreach. If you're unfamiliar with Light the Night, we need you to bring full-sized candy bars to the church so that we can have full-sized candy bars to give out at each house that will be attempting to serve our community and be um, reflections of Jesus to the people that we come in contact with. We believe that our God is generous, so we give away full-size candy bars, not the fun size, because as we've learned, there is no fun in a fun-size candy bar. Am I right, Scott? That is right. We don't need any fun-size trash. We want full-size joy. Full-size joy. Yeah, so that's what it is. Uh, another announcement that we have is that we are continuing our series in the Gospel of Mark. So look forward to seeing you guys each and every Sunday. So take a listen to our chat with Twain. Here we go. Hey guys, we're here today with Twain Pygett. Twain, for us, rather than me introducing you, I usually will have you introduce yourself, whomever the guest happens to be. And I want you to do that by using the following word. I'm going to give you a word, and I'm going to give you the definition of the word, and you have to use it in your introduction. Okay. Can you do that? I can do that. All right, the word is mollycoddle. Mollycoddle, which means to baby or indulge. Please introduce yourself, what you do, how you got here, using the word Molly Coddle. Okay. Yeah, well, thanks, Chad, and thanks, Scott, for having me on here today. Um, so my name, like I said, is Twain Pygott. My family and I, I have a wife, Kim Pygott, and we have a son and daughter, Kayla, who is 17, and Eric, who's 13. And I think what really brought here brought us here was a series of Molly Calling events throughout my life where I have indulged myself on different experiences out through how what we do in work, different experiences of what we've done in our church life, and definitely different experiences as we have also done in hobbies. So I think that's what brought us here is a long history of those indulgence. You know, some people may ask a question like, what do you do for a living? I'm just going to ask you, since we live in Lake Jackson, where do you engineer? Yeah, where do I engineer? So, yep, yeah, I'm, I'm an engineer at Dow, and uh, my current role is um, what they call a global improvement leader for Dow's robotics and advanced industrial practices technologies. How long have you been in Lake Jackson? We originally moved in Lake Jackson in 1999, and we lived here for three years. And in 2002, Kim and I moved from my work to... Uh, Plaquemine, Louisiana, where we were there for 10 years. And then we moved back to Lake Jackson in about 2012. 
Um, yeah, so in 2012, we moved back. So we've been back 10 years now. Which one of your kids is your favorite? Which one of my kids is a favorite? Uh, let's, that's a really good question. Uh, I don't think we're going to, we can play favorites, but I think each one has an, an individual personality that makes me favor them at different times when I need when, of entertainment. I think you should go into politics. That was yeah. very <laughs> well articulated. Very, very non-answer too. Yeah. It's good. I mean, who's going to answer that question? Honestly. Yeah. How did you meet Kim? Yes. So I went to undergraduate at Mississippi State University and I moved to Clemson University for graduate school. And while I was at Clemson University, I only had one other friend that I knew that was from Mississippi there. And he was dating a girl and and Kim was one of her friends. And so I'd asked her, I'd seen Kim uh, in different, different events while we were at school. So I went and talked to my friend's girlfriend and I said, hey, or his girlfriend at the time, I said, hey, what do you think about Kim? What do you think I'm thinking about asking her out? And she said verbatim, you're not her type. I don't think this would be a good fit. So I knew right then, I said, okay, I'm going to do this. And so that's how we met. So effectively, Kim was in a, I was in the master's program in chemical engineering, and then she was in the bachelor's program for chemical engineering. All right. Twain, one thing that we share in common is that we both have an affinity for Sonic. When you drive into the Sonic, what what are your Sonic preferences? Which is your Sonic preference? Walk me through your Sonic driving for a change experience. Yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty, I would say this is pretty bland, but it's Coke Zero, it's my Sonic preference. So I prefer that my order is taken, fulfilled, and delivered by Miss Joy at Sonic. So I have a very specific that's who I prefer my order to be filled by. And I'll typically get one in the morning that's say Route 44, and then one later in the day that's some size smaller than that. You just gotta keep things balanced. In yeah, just, just balance. There's there's only so much Coke Zero you can have. So what is your opinion on the Coke Zero, Coke Zero sugar uh, can, can change? Yeah, are you familiar with that? Yeah, I got some, I, I got some strong opinions on that. So. Great story if I want to pull this all together. So growing up, my grandparents owned what was called Pygott's Grocery. And so when I was a small child, we had, a lady had taken over that grocery and rented it from us, so she ran it. So during the great debacle of New Coke, Mm -hmm. as a kid, and the great debacle of New Coke, in our store, we still had the Old Coke, New Coke, and the Coke Classic. So Mm -hmm. we got to try them all. And so from the area we were at, we had moved from Cane, cane sugar, they went to New Coke, whatever was in that. And then the Coke Classic then moved to basically, um, I think it was corn syrup at the time. So I have an affinity, or at least not an affinity. I'm suspicious when people start changing the Coke. So we moved from a peppery taste in the old Coke Zero, which I think people found to be harsh. It had a little peppery smell to it and a little bit of bite, more bite to it. And I think yeah. the new one is smoothed out a little more to a little sweeter taste. So yeah, if you read the website, which I did because... It's a must. It's a must. Read. It's a must, yeah. When people start messing with stuff, I need to find out why. So the can has changed. It was a black can with red letters. Now it's a red can, black letters. And it used to say Coke Zero. Now it says Coke Zero Sugar. I looked into it. I'm like, oh, don't worry. All we changed was the can and the formula. <laughs> so all, all they did was change what's on the outside and what's on the inside. Other than that, it is identical. 
your jobs change. Don't worry about it. Your jobs, all we've done is change your job and your salary. It's no big deal. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dwayne, when did you become a Christian? I believe so. I, it was in the when I was twelve years old, so nineteen eighty seven. Because I can I can remember this because one of the things that my parents got for me during that time was this small NIV blue Bible that I still have that's fallen apart at that point. But I really remember. I can remember the um, not the day specifically, but I remember the event. And so we grew up in the small community where we had a small community school that was kind of averaged around three hundred students. But in our small church. Now we had our pastor was Dr. Jerry Brazil. He was a teacher at the New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary, mm-hmm. but he would drive up every day from New Orleans or from his hometown to, to preach there. And so I just remember God's calling while sitting in in the pews. And I remember like progressing week after week, you know, where you're sitting with your friends. Then the next week you're like, okay, I think God's calling me for something. Then I started sitting by myself and I just kind of worked my way up. the. So my... My conversion was me working my way from the back row pews to the front row pews over a series of weeks before really just going up and professing my faith for Christ. That's awesome. Twain, you're a musician. How long have you been playing music? I, I played growing up. My dad had taught me to play guitar, but seriously, I didn't start really till I was 24. But I knew how to play guitar, you know, when I was a kid. You've played with our band a few times. Yes. What do, yes. What do you play with our band? I play electric guitar. And I'm trying to, I'm um, politicking to play some banjo on stage as well. What's politicking look like there? Hey, I can play the banjo. Let me know when you need it. That's what it looks like. And point out songs that a banjo would fit good in. Hey, see this song? Banjo. That's politicking. They definitely got some of those. Yeah, there was one day you were scheduled to play banjo, but I think your work schedule or family vacation got in the way of that. Yeah, Yeah, it's unfortunate. As a musician, I think that it's important that we talk about musical events. So, question that I love to ask. I want to know your first concert and your best concert experience. Oh, that's that's a... My first concert was in the New Orleans Superdome. It was ACDC, Metallica, and Faith No More. And I think I was 16 years old. That's probably the best concert I've been to as well for a someone who's 16 years old. So your first was your best? It first was the best. Okay. Wow. All right. That's a pretty, pretty killer concert. Yeah. And it was one of those concerts. We weren't supposed to be there, obviously, as 16-year-olds with our families. Our family didn't approve this trip, but it was, a, it was an unapproved concert. <laughs> it was really good. Was it packed out? Yeah, it was packed out. And uh, ACD, uh, ACDC played so loud. I mean, it was it was unbearable how loud the concert was. In the Superdome? In the Superdome. 70,000 people? Yeah. Wow. And it wasn't, I mean, I don't remember it being full. I'm sure they, you know, they kind of block it off where you're probably only getting 60% of the capacity. Where'd you sit? Oh, we were in, I guess we would be stage left pretty high up in the Superdome. Nice. Have some would you rather questions. Okay. Would you rather wear pants that are three sizes too big, yet you have no belt, or shoes that are three sizes too small? I'm going with the pants. I figured I can engineer 
engineer the pants to fit. Like a little bow, maybe. Yeah, a little bow. Or I mean, if if, if we're talking, if we're talking a button snap, I figure I can cut a hole in it. I can make that work. I can't make my feet fit into the small shoes. Would you rather have the only beverage that you can drink be water, or the only food that you can eat be salad? Water. How would that affect your day to day? Moving away from this two Coke Zero a day regimen that you're on to. Do you, are you a coffee drinker? Yep, I'm a coffee drinker. So coffee, there's some Coke Zero, shifting straight to water. Tell me how that feels. I think, you know, I mean, if we look forward into 2022, I don't think there's a big issue. But I think going through November, there's some marital issues that are coming up. You know, and even through December and Christmas, we're probably going to have we're probably going to have some discussions with the kids that won't be pretty. But by 2022, I feel like I'm going to be back to normal and I think it's really going to increase my consumption of uh, bad foods to offset that for a little bit would you rather only be able to whisper or only be able to shout I think I would go with whispering would that affect your parenting style I don't think so I think for me it wouldn't parent my, my, my parents style. I think whispering would be a lot better I would no longer be able to parent <laughs> effectively. Would you rather have your only mode of transportation around Lake Jackson, the main streets of this rose-shaped town of ours, be a donkey or a giraffe? I'm going to go with donkey. Tell me more. Well, I feel like the donkey is going to allow me to travel without help. I feel like the giraffe is going to require... There's going to be a, I mean, it's going to limit the places I can go because of the height of the donkey, the giraffe. Might not be able to get into the church parking lot. Right. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> I don't know how to get, I'm not sure I even understand fully how they, people ride giraffes. They're not comfortable with this, but I know how people ride donkeys. Jesus so, rode a donkey. Jesus I want to be like Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Sanctification right there. What's the worst fashion and or hair decision that you've ever made? Oh my goodness. My family loves this story. <laughs> So, so we grew up, just to give a little background, we grew up in what I call kind of a net zero economy at our house. We weren't poor, we weren't rich, so we didn't owe anything, but we didn't have anything. So we basically grew up in a, a farming community. And so my parents were, even as a child, we, were, we, we knew very much, you knew what you could and couldn't ask for, you knew what was possible that you were going to get, right? So there were just things you, you wouldn't even put on your list to ask for. But growing up, I was really enamored by music and I really at the time liked kind of the hair metal style of, of music when I was young. And that was just, just what I liked. And so I will never forget one day there was this pair of boots that kind of resembled something that hair metal people had. And I just knew to myself, I'm like, I gotta have, so I cashed in all of my cars to my parents and said, I want these boots. <laughs> and so I'd have to show them too. They were kind of like baggy leather boots and they had chains on them and stuff. And I remember how excited because I, I can envision myself playing guitar on stage. Wearing, I mean, so I had the guitar that looked like I had a guitar that looked like the guitars, you know, of the, of the time. And so I got these boots and I remember like, you know, I was air guitaring and stuff in my room with them. And then on Monday, I wore them to school. From the first look of the first student, I knew I'd made a mistake. And it was one of the most embarrassing. 30 seconds into the day, it was one of the most embarrassing days I ever had. And then I realized 
how ridiculous it looked because I'm wearing my brother, who's six years older than me, his old stonewashed jeans, right? So I've got jeans that are now six years old. I'm probably wearing a, a button-up plaid shirt, and here I am with these heavy metal boots. How high were they? They, they, were, they were basically, I would say they were just under your knee. It was, <laughs> it was um, for some reason, I think they were made to be worn with those kind of stretch pants that women wear now. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that people weren't the time, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They weren't made for old Lee or Levi's stonewashed jeans that my brother, that I'm not hand me downs. It, it's embarrassing today to tell the story, but. You know, you just talked uh, to the whole church. But, that is an amazing story. But, yeah, that one stands out. So that's, that's my answer every time you ask that question. And if you were to build your dream house. What would be what would be the most obscure, silly feature? What would you put on your dream house that just makes sense to you, but it would be there for sure? It would have to be a secret passageway. Mm. I like I like the mischief managed. Yeah, I like my stories that I read. I like the literature style of gothic stories, and I just like this mis I like mystery kind of stuff, and I just think. I would have to have secret passageways in the house. It's just, that would be my thing. Would those secret passageways be just shortcuts to get around or to get to like a secret chamber that is like both. Your, your man cave? Or both? Both. There right. would have to be one from the kitchen to the bedroom that no one knows about. Right. And then there's got to be one secret room, there's no doubt. Nice. And I'd like that secret room to be a way, it's the only way. I really want a turret, a house with a turret. It's like Victorian style. Is that Victorian? I don't, I'm not an architecture expert. Someone will come and correct me and tell me what they are. But let's just say they're a Victorian area, houses with a big turret. So you got a two-story house with it. Yeah. That's how I would want to get through it through a secret passageway. Okay. Like you could, cannot take an obvious staircase. No, no one would know how to get to it except for me. Right. Everybody thinks it's just like a dormer turret or whatever. Yeah. A fake window kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. How did you get to Grace Bible? Well, that's a, that's a really, really good story. Um, so I guess kind of the, I guess I'll give a little progression of our, of our family and where we went through churches. So Kim and I moved here first to Lake Jackson and we went to First Baptist Church, Lake Jackson. And it was, I think this, the, then they started Brazos Point Fellowship. And uh-huh. so when they started that, we went the second day. So they had the kickoff for, um, Brazos Point. Then we started going there. So we were helping with the setup and pull down. I did music for the youth at the time there. Kind of did some of their breakdown crews. Then we moved back to Louisiana. And so we were in Louisiana. And um, a guy named Steve Armstrong showed up to my house one day and just invited us to a Bible study at their house. And time passed and the church we were at, which is the Streamer, which is a very large church in Baton Rouge, one of my friends said, you need to connect with Steve Armstrong. I think you'll like what he's doing. So we went to their Bible study, and um, he had just felt a calling for God to char- start a church, kind of grow up a church from this commun- from the community we were in in Brule, Louisiana. And so out of that, Kim and I became part of starting that church. That's when our kids were born in that church. And so we really enjoyed just watching how God worked from a small Bible group all the way to an established church. When we moved back here, we went back to Brazos Point, and um, during the pandemic, we started. During the pandemic, Kim and I just started watching. You know, we we moved to I guess if you say church online, if you will. And so one of the reasons that we chose Grace Bibles, we started listening to church because at 
our families that started to become close, a lot of the families here because mm-hmm. of the school that we go to. And so as we listened to it, the feel and, and then visited after that, the feel of the church, the message of the church, how our kids were starting to connect with other families felt so much like we're the places that God had used us the most and called us to grow in those areas where we were really from almost church plant kind of feel. Uh, we just, I mean, that's, we just felt God calling, calling us to this church. And so we prayed about it a long time, kind of went back and forth to make sure that uh, we talked with some of our friends on it and praying over it. And that's how we got here, really. What is your go-to dance move? Do you have one? I sit on the sidelines. That's my go-to dance move. <laughs> Arms crossed. Yeah, so I, I found out that, so as you know, my wife, Kim, is a, a really phenomenal dancer. And so when we started dating, it was really, I'm already embarrassed by my lack of dancing skills. And uh, so it was just really hard for me to have any confidence. So it's dancing with her. So I've really found myself sitting on the sidelines a lot. Then I found out years later when I would try to dance that, um, that I would, you know, we'd go back and watch videos of his dancing weddings and stuff, and I, I was right. The, the sideline is, is the, you were making a good decision. Yeah, I was making a good a decision. A primo decision yeah, there. I don't really have a go-to dance. So you mentioned your hometown earlier. What's it called? Dexter. Dexter, Mississippi. Okay, if your hometown were a food, what would that food be? Collard greens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what it would be. And the reason I say that is because when I grew up right behind our house, our collard greens and corn, if it was either of those, I mean, it was a farming community and that's what most people planted. So everywhere you went, every meal of everyone's house had collard greens in it. It was almost, I mean, if, if it was lunch and supper had collard greens in it, everyone planted corn, there was lots of corn fields and it was, a very, it was considered the dairy capital of the state of Mississippi at the time. So it was a lot of farming. How often do you eat collard greens today? When available, but okay. I, I don't know how to. Cook. I've tried. To, we've tried to cook them before. It's just there's something we've lost that um, magic here. Right, I, but, but you don't avoid them because you had them so much growing up. No, if or, when I go home, yeah. I, I'll request them. Okay. What did you think of Lake Jackson when you moved here initially? Was it culture shock? It well for for us it was. I consider a. I consider any town a city that has more than a thousand people. So for me, this was an overwhelming size of a town to move to. Because <laughs> we grew up, my, my, my closest friend was about four miles away. So that was how, that's, we were separated by you know, a 20 minute bicycle ride. That's kind of how we grew up here. Everybody lived far away. But when we first moved here, it was kind of a culture shock, but we moved here, it was our first job. So it was exciting, we had our first apartment. But there was all this buzz in Lake Jackson about we're getting a movie theater, we're getting a Chili's. So all of that stuff was just, they were moving the movie theater to where I guess it is Petco and Best Buy. That was becoming the movie theater and they were getting a Chili's. So for us, it was, it was we got caught up in the we're getting a Chili's excitement of uh, Lake yeah. Jackson. And, uh, bottomless was, chips, man. Bottomless <laughs> chips, it was something else. I and, love uh, me a Southwest Egg Roll. Yeah. And so that was that was our experience coming into Lake Jackson was the excitement, and that was before the I mean that was years before the overpass. That was you know late nineteen ninety nine we moved here. I can't think of the last time that I ate a meal at that Chili's. I'd say nineteen ninety nine. That was probably the heyday for Chili's, though. I remember like 
back in that era, maybe it was just the time of life that I was in, but Chili's was one of the go-to places. Yeah. And now it's, you know, scoffed at because it's so, you know. Is it in Applebee's range, you think? Chili Is Chili's Apple? We don't have Applebee's here. I felt Chili's at, if you compare both at their peak, I feel like Chili's is a, a fan. I think they would turn their nose up to Applebee's. <laughs> I mean, they're all kind of the same, though, right? Chili's, standard, Applebee's, standard TGIF, casual, whatever. casual fare. Yeah, and everything's. I mean, but I think they, but I think they won it when you think back on their commercials. I mean, Chili's won that. I mean, everybody, the baby bat rips commercial. What made the office? It was yeah. on the office. Yeah, so I mean, I think that's why they're. To this day, I love Chili's. Yeah. I can't. I know it's not good. I mean, every now and then, I also like a McDonald's hamburger. It's not good, yeah. but you know, I go to Chili's for the same reason. Yeah. Well, we were at Chili's one time, and they, it wasn't here, but every Chili's is the exact same. Yep. And the chicken was still cold. She said, don't worry, it's cooked. It just didn't go through the convection oven long enough. Convection oven is a fancy term for microwave. Right. And I do not feel as if the prices I was paying for that experience should ever involve a microwave. That's true. Ever. I don't think anything... I don't, I'm not sure of the fact that don't worry it's cooked. It's cold. It's cold meat inside, but don't worry that's cooked meat. That's good, hard. That's a that's a tough argument. Good they're trying cold to sell. cooked meat. Yeah. <laughs> Twain, we're so glad that you chose to be with us today, and uh, hopefully you will get to know some of the other folks at our church. But we're grateful to have you as part of our church family. So thanks for being with us. All right, thanks. Yeah, thanks everyone. I wish you'd wear them to church on Sunday. I wish I could find if I could find if I could find. Do you still have them? No, no, I, I got rid of them. If you can just, find a photo of those, please get it. I'll find you a photo push. of very, very similar of these.